you see where your business can go. To get there, you may need another 10 trucks. At Century Insurance, we put more than 115 years of industry experience to work to help protect you as you launch a new delivery service or expand into a new region and reach your business goals. Century, right by you. Property and casualty coverages and underwritten and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available in all states. See policy for complete coverage details. Streaming now only on Peacock. Five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. What do you need for work? I'm an ad salesman. (laughs) Oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. We yeah. talked about that with Connor, which was awesome, by the way. I saw that. You weren't and jealous or anything, right? I was I very jealous. Yeah, I called up Pete and no. I go, do I even show up anymore? I mean, it was like two heavyweight experts going toe-to-toe, and Pete says debatable. He's like, just wait. We'll see if Connor can show up. Oh, yeah, baby. What's up? It's Chris Sims. It's Chris Sims. I'm Budden. And, yeah, eat your heart out, Ahmed Farid. I'm cheating on you once again. He's younger, better-looking, knows football more. This is my kind of guy. Connor Rogers is here today. Let's go. Ahmed Farid. You got way more style than him. That's I'm what trying. we'll definitely give you. I'm okay? trying. Black pants. Black pants. Real simple. Neutrals only, Sims. Yeah, exactly. You know well, the deal. And Ahmed, you know, he likes color pants. He's got flair. Yeah, he's got he's, flair. He's, I'm going to find him in Kentucky, though. Oh, yeah. yeah he's going to blend in real nicely at the Derby. Oh, that's you're for right. Sure. Colors are in style. He's this Kentucky Derby every day, right. it feels like. So <laughs> he goes right. over there. He doesn't have to pack anything different. <laughs> I, in my suitcase over there, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to wear. I got Jordans and black and gray. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> New York City and Kentucky don't yeah. work very well. No, man. it does not. And Connor Rogers is talking about NBC Sports this weekend. NBC, Peacock. We have the Kentucky Derby on Saturday. That's right. It's the first Saturday in May. That means it's Kentucky Derby time. Sims family be tuned in. And Connor Rogers, yeah, he's becoming a big star oh, here. Stop. So he goes <laughs> to the Derby now. And him and Matthew Berry, who already was a star, okay, they're going to do some uh, do their fantasy show there, have a little fun over the next few days you're gonna actually be there the derby day too this is a quick one i am flying tonight thursday we do the show and you fly out. back middle of the night wham bam thank that's you man it. yeah that's right all it's, right it's one night in one night out okay i kind of like traveling like that it's I, weird i hear you, you know what i mean have no you lingering? ever done the derby that never though? have i never know. have should have tried to ride it out well you work at nbc now and i haven't done it either so maybe we should try to do that next together. year i think we can we can make that happen. we can heckle ahmed on a saturday make fun of barry heckle ahmed right uh jay will join us jay's definitely in the trio of make fun of everyone right yeah i think i think we're making that happen. We'll I, sell it as a post draft so. special at the Derby. Uh, I, I, I'm like I'm ashamed that I don't go or I have never been because like my dad grew up like right by there. Oh, okay. And my family, I mean, yeah, they're all in that area, but I've never been to the race. So. It's on the bucket list, definitely for me it, too. Yeah, definitely. absolutely. I, I I know nothing about it, but I like horse racing. Yeah, right. So right. yes, no, be awesome, man. no doubt. And we're animal lovers, regardless. 100%. My daughter rides horses, so she'll we'll all we'll be all in on it on Saturday afternoon watching that. Hopefully, you guys will be too. All right, but today we have a little fun. My man here, the draft expert, Connor Rogers. All right, we're going to go through some of the you know the rookies that were drafted. More draft digesting here. Some rookie predictions. I also want to just before we get into that a little bit, because um, I didn't discuss this with you the last yeah. time, and I'm a little disappointed I didn't. 
Your last name's Rogers. Your favorite team's the Jets. There's a new guy in town. I didn't even ask you. Like, and, how excited are you? I haven't even asked you off the air here. And he's been maybe my favorite. Because, like, think about how bad the Jets were for how long. Yeah. you got to latch on to other things. Yeah. I mean, watching Aaron Rodgers play. Well, we had that also, in common back in our Bleacher Report days. 100%. 100%. When I was so, singing the song. Exactly. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Aaron Rodgers. You're the, the best. best I've ever seen. It is the best. <laughs> I mean, what's better than this? Yeah. Right? And just... Like his energy right now, right at the Knicks game with Sauce Gardner. Yeah, um, I mean, there's just he seems way happier. He's embracing and he's all it. in. He is. I mean, I'm not going to get my hope up for two years, but yeah. I'd gladly take two yeah. years. Aaron Rodgers and just the fact of knowing what that defense was able to do last year. Right, you, you got to be excited, especially I do pre and post game for the Jets. So, you know, you're in the media. You're not rooting. When they win, it's a lot more fun to discuss a win yeah. than a loss. You're allowed to root. Yeah. Don't be too media guy. Yeah. I no, mean, no, I, no. I'm the media. I try to be partial, whatever. I'm a Giants you got, fan. Exactly. Like, you, you have know. your biases. Yeah, it's exactly. Natu- that's human element. Anybody right. that says that they have no feelings towards any any of it, they're insane. No, exactly. So, it, man, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, this was the – and you know what? I like this, Chris, that they didn't do the one foot in, one foot out. Like, I understand why people like Derek Carr and quarterbacks of that stature. This is the move in the AFC where you're dealing with Patrick Mahomes, yeah. Joe Burrow. Exactly. I've been telling people, like, Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence are only getting better. Exactly. We look at them at the what they were last year. Who knows what they're going to be this year. It's only going you up. you got to have a dude like this. Yeah. So I'd, I'd rather actually go up and swing for a home run than be like, yeah, you know. We'll, well, we'll but, take the safe. This yeah, will yeah. work for three or four so years. So we don't get fired. And we'll be and relevant. And, 100%. Right. Yeah, 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 well, maybe win nine games. Maybe get no. a wild card, and then we'll get bounced. I'm with you. I think I they push the chips in the middle of the table. Yep. That's what they, they look look at themselves. I had this kind of conversation slash argument with, you know, for real little on Monday that, yeah, I think this is the Jets. They look at themselves and go, hey, we're real. And this guy can get us over the top. Yeah, Derek Carr would have been good, but I agree with what you just said there at the end. You need something drastic here. This is, is like just the more I think about it, and I've been saying this, the AFC is as good as it's ever been. Oh, I've yeah. never seen it like this, and you know, I'm sure that'll show itself here once again today uh, when we do these rookie predictions. We were even talking, Florio and I today, about like top quarterback matchups for next year, and when you start to look at all of them, you just go, man, it's one AFC matchup after another. That's what it is. Other than a little Jalen Hurts sprinkled in. You know, uh, Dak Prescott here it's and there. It's crazy that that's the, the NFC, NFC lineup. I know. It's, I mean, it almost makes you go, how high is Jared Goff in the NFC? Well, I, he, right. well uh, to tell you, he was not even on my list, but, like, Pete put him on there. And you're like, oh. Oh, like, it's, are it's we really like putting Jared Goff on the yeah. list? But, you yeah. know, but yes, I mean, you're right. The NFC, it's slim pickings there. So It, it really is. So we, we are going to do rookie predictions yeah. today, which is right. awesome. People always ask, what do you do after the draft? And, you know, I always answer, well, you got a couple weeks of you've been talking about these players, no idea what scheme they're going to be in, where they're going to go. Yeah. So now you get a couple weeks and actually get to talk about what they're going to look like, yep. what they're going to the do, fit, everything. There. Um, couldn't be a better person to discuss it with than you, Sims, because we we talk so much leading up to the draft, and now we get to kind of celebrate the the after yeah, party exactly of it. Right. Before we do that, right. It is time for our 2023 rookie predictions, brought to you by Xfinity. The biggest sports moments deserve a connection you can count on. Streaming live sports is better with Xfinity 10G network. The future starts now. That's right. The future does start now. We're going to try to predict the future. I mean, Connor Rogers about who's going to be successful this year and kind of use a little template from last year's draft. The guys that popped to us last year and see if we can't, you know, pair this pair these guys together with uh, somebody relevant from last year. So when I was writing these last night, I, I 
really tried to avoid your guys. Okay. Because I was like, yeah, I, yeah, I know yeah, who right. Sims is going to pick for each one, which <laughs> right. makes this exercise a little bit easier. We got to start with quarterbacks. Yep. And I think the best way to frame the first one is who will be this year's Kenny Pickett, which yeah. is round one. You can go round two if you want, guy. Who at least you see some promise from. Right. You're not going, okay, he's necessarily going to be rookie of the year or a superstar. Yeah. But at least you're, he's going to get to play and he's going to get to show some promise. Yeah. I, I mean, first, I mean, the three, the top three quarterbacks off the board, I think, you know, all kind of, I'm intrigued by all of them. I think they all went to spots that make sense for them, too. I, I think agree. that's where I just go, man, couldn't be better for Anthony Richardson. I think CJ Stroud fits that Shanahan style offense in Houston perfectly. And, you know, I'm not exactly sure what Bryce Young and the Carolina – I'm excited to see what that's going to look like because yeah, that's going to be a be. little different sure. from, I think, what Frank Reich has traditionally done there. But they got a lot of smart offensive people there, and they'll formulate the right way around that. And I think the guy that – I am looking at C.J. Stroud. Course, I know that's yeah. going to be my obvious one there. But I, I love that system fit. You know, I do. And, and one, I think, you know, like Kenny Pickett – He's just the most pro-ready from that standpoint. Listen, Bryce Young, I know he's ready in a lot of ways, too. Um, like I said, I'm not exactly sure how that offense is going to look, but when you just talk about drop-back pass and more than that, primarily play action, come up, you know, post routes, in cuts, deep crosses, all that, that to me is just in C.J. Stroud's wheelhouse. Uh, I think that's where he, you know, he's made to do that type of stuff. You know, get protected, make a high-level aggressive throw down the football field. So, yeah, I'm being captain obvious with my first one. I'm excited for C.J. Stroud. For those Texans fans, Bobby Slowick, first-year yeah. offensive coordinator, right. comes from San Francisco. Yep. What are some of the things that you saw Brock Purdy succeed in in that San Francisco offense that you think, oh, well, C.J. Stroud can do that but probably do it at a higher level? Exactly. I think it's, it's the, you know, again, one – the feel within the pocket, Purdy's good there. I love C.J. Stroud's feel within the pocket, too. You know, he's not as quick and as mobile as a Bryce Young, but he's got a great sixth sense, you know, and that's one of the reasons I really loved him as far as feeling the pocket. And Shanahan's a guy that, yeah, he wants you to feel the pocket because he goes, wait, wait, I, I've designed something downfield that's going to work. I want you to sit here and throw. I'm not looking for you to, oh, whoa, I saw one piece of color flash, and now I need to run and go scramble and make a play. So I think that's what I really think that's going to work, work well. Like one of the things I talked about with C.J. Stroud that I loved, right, was here we got to play, okay, he gets a little pressure, and a lot of times you can watch other quarterbacks, they get a little pressure, and then they just look for, let me get the ball out of my hand and get the yeah, completion. One read and then check yeah, down. Yeah, let me of. just get down yep. to like second and five and we'll move on to another play. C.J. Stroud was more of a, hey, make a guy miss. Oh, wait, I, I, I thought that first read that was an aggressive throw was going to be open before I had to make the guy miss. Let me check it one more time here before I go to the check down of the underneath throw. Oh, wait, it's still there. Boom. So I love that aggressive mentality that way, and I think that's where I think that could really fit with you know this Bobby Slovic-Shanahan uh, offense. For me, it's, it's the obvious in Bryce yeah. Young. As much as I wanted to say Anthony Richardson, I don't know if he's going to get the chance out of the gate with Gardner Minshew there. He's going to play eventually. He's going to. Like, they got to play him. I I think they, but I don't know just, how it's going to look either. Right? Right? So that's why I think our two guys that we're going to talk about are a little safer in exactly. this conversation. The offense is a little bit more static. Right. I mean, you brought up the amount of coaching that Bryce Young has around him, yeah. whether it's Frank Reich, their offense coordinator, Thomas Brown, Josh McCown, McCown is there, exactly. which is, you know, McCown was such a good ear for so many young quarterbacks when he was playing. Right. Now he actually just is, I don't have to worry about playing. Awesome. I'm just coaching. Yep. That's awesome. 
I do like some of their talent a little more. Yeah. The offensive line, sure. uh, which Houston has great tackles. I'm not denying that. But the infrastructure of the offensive line in Carolina, they did bring in Adam Thielen, yeah. who I think having that level of pro fits with Bryce's anticipation throwing. Right. You're like, I'm going to be open at this point of the route. Yeah. Just throw the ball. He's got to stay healthy. Hopefully, he's got a lot left in him. The drafting of Jonathan Mingo. What did you What did you think of Jonathan Mingo? I, li- I liked Mingo. Yeah, I mean, bigger you know, body target, bigger body. You know, uh, to me, when I saw that, I went, "Well, damn, they got another Lavisca Chanel." That's kind of what I thought. Who could probably stay a little healthier? Who could stay healthier? Yeah. Right, but this, but you know, again, a guy that yeah, physical receiver. You can throw him RPOs and wide receiver screens, and he can make a guy miss, break a tackle, do all that type of stuff. Yep. So that's where you know I, I see the value in that. I do. You know, you t- you couple that. There's no doubt he's got a better receiving core, I think, than C.J. Stroud from that standpoint. Yeah. Even though I'm not blown away by it, but Chenault, Thielen, Terrace Marshall, uh, Chark is there. Chark is there, which is I think it was. So the great one yeah. one year signings there because he has the potential to be a superstar. So yeah, there's a little more variety and, and danger there in that Carolina receiving core right now. All right, so we move to the other tier of quarterbacks, oh, the Brock the, Purdy yeah. tier. This is this one could be that there's yeah. just no one that does this. That, right, it's really tough. But right. this is who will this who will be this year's Brock Purdy, a later round quarterback that makes any kind of impact as a rookie. Seems the biggest thing I struggled with when picking from this group of guys was. Somebody's got to get hurt. Wait, do you know who's going to get hurt this year? Right, yeah, like, right, right. Uh, okay. <laughs> because I really wanted to say, I think Jake Hayner could be fine. Sure. But Derek Carr's there. Right, and Jameis Winston's Jameis there. Jameis Winston's there. Exactly. So he's two steps away. I know. Uh, who did you go with for this one? Because this is definitely, you got to have step one happen before you get yeah, to this yeah, step. Yeah, exactly right. It's really hard to, the, to you, know, you know, there's a lot of things that go into this. Yeah. Like I've been, I've joked around about this all week. Oh, oh yeah, Brock Purdy's, they're growing on trees, right? And so is the 49ers football team and Kyle Shanahan's. They're also growing on trees. Like that's part of the Brock Purdy success. I know this is a new thing and everybody's looking for this guy at the end of the draft and all that. And I want to go, yeah, okay, you might hit on that every now and then, but uh, you, the, the the rest of the formula is that there's a Shanahan, one of the greatest play callers we've seen in football over the last 15 years, and a team that's stacked. Does that to help? help that out? <laughs> yeah, kind of helps it out. I'm with you in that Jake Hayner is that type of guy, right? Yeah, you playing know, the offense. Playing the offense, yep. overlooked, doesn't have a wow physical skill, but can just play the position, right? Yep. That's what Jake Hayner is, you know, except he's even smaller than Brock Purdy, and he's probably slower than jo- Brock Purdy. That's what bothered me about Hayner, but I like, I'm with you. I like Hayner. All right. I see your other guy in there. He's the other, I mean, he's the guy, Clayton Toon, who you have in for Arizona. Like, yes. He might have to play. He might. I mean, Colt McCoy there. No way Kyler's ready out of the game. I don't and think so. We don't even know. Why would you rush Kyler in a year? No. That, you know, be, no be explanation needed. Right. Colt McCoy hurt a lot. A lot. And has to play a lot. Exactly. There's a world where we get to Clayton Toon starting for the Cardinals this I, year. I, I don't think that's crazy. I don't. Clayton Toon won. The other guy, the reason I would throw him in there, you know, and he would be my pick if he had to choose any of these. You mentioned that, right? I, in a lot of ways, too, you know, he's like Brock Purdy. He's played a ton of football. Yep. ton of drop back passes. And I actually think his physical ability, the potential, is greater than Brock Purdy. He's a better athlete than he Brock is. Purdy. He's really a bigger guy. Yeah. He ran, what, four, five, nine at the combine? He's one of those guys that could do the backflip just standing exactly. up. And you're like, 
Yeah, didn't expect whoa, that. What? I didn't expect that from white guy <laughs> yeah, dropback yeah. quarterback, right? And then, you know, his motion is silky smooth. My only issue with him in the draft process was I just wish he would cut it loose a little bit more. Sure. Like, throw throw it with everything you got yeah. here instead of being smooth and in rhythm sometimes. Um, but, yeah, he's the one that I would look at. Uh, I think he's the, my number one pick to go along with you. Now, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, that's another one that I certainly would throw in this conversation. He can win that backup job A hundred percent. I mean, I would, I'm going to be disappointed if, if he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I will be disappointed. I agree. Because it's like there's a reason Josh Jobs was on the street until week, what was that, 14 last year, you know, to yeah. come in and then play over uh, uh, Malik, Malik Willis, Willis. right, yeah. in, in a, just like a week of practice. So th- those those are the two that jump out to me the most. And then I, I'm not going to not say Hendon Hooker. Hey, Hendon Hooker, I'm going to throw that possibility out there because he's the most talented guy of this group. And, yeah, he might not be ready to start the year, but if Jared Goff got hurt week seven or eight, okay, here comes Hendon Hooker, yep. who's another guy who's played a lot and has big-time physical talent. But I- I'm with you in the Clayton Tune one for all the reasons you said. Right, it just feels like at some point, he might have to play this year and he like you said he's played so much football that it's like you know what he might not have the most help around him right away they did get some help in Paris Johnson on the offensive line but we'll see what happens with Hopkins yeah he's comfortable in a spread type offense which I still think is what they're going to try to run out there I mean you know I'm not I don't know exactly what that offense is going to look like in totality but he'll be comfortable and however they're formulating around Kyler Murray I think it's going to you know fit him in a lot of ways too so this next group, these guys play yeah. as rookies, right. almost all of them, and that's the running backs. You could be drafted. You could be undrafted and find your way into reps, and we'll get there in a second. But yeah. let's start with the high-end guys. Who will be this year's Kenneth Walker is the question, a day one or two running back that becomes that big piece for an offense? Well, I mean, to me, this was this is one of the best picks of the draft. I, uh, you know, one of the things I've been saying, Connor, and and you agree or disagree there. I just think I don't know if, you know, one pick changes a team and has more of a you know effect on that team right away than Bijan Robinson in no Atlanta. Doubt. It's no doubt. I mean, there's no way they, they have a quarterback this. that's unproven. Yeah. They were already an awesome running football team, and now they become awesomer. Yep. I mean, I, I so. That's where it takes it to the next level. It takes it to, wait, you know we're going to do this. You know, we know we're going to do this, but you still can't stop it. That, that's what they're getting to. So it's hard for me not to go there. Of course, you know, I love Jameer Gibbs too. You know, those top two picks to me are, are phenomenal. I mean, I think those are two teams that are made to run, and they can, of course, you know, take advantage of every yard that's there to be had with their, with their skill set. So here's the thing with Bijan. Yeah. Head coach is Arthur Smith. Yeah. I, everything I'd heard, no surprise. He, this is who he was dying to get in the draft. They spent a lot of money on defense. They traded for Akuda. Exactly. They've done a lot on defense. Jesse where it Bates. Was like, yep. We feel like we Lorenzo can do Carter, this. Bud Dupree. Exactly. David Onyemata. Right. Arthur Smith, offense coordinator for the Titans 2019-2020. Yeah. Derrick Henry run, went run, from run. 215 carries right. to 303 yeah. in Arthur's first year. Yeah. 378 right. in that second year. Right. In the era of committee backfields, yeah, Bijan Robinson's going to be a workhorse out uh, of the gate. A hundred percent. He could, he could lead the league in rushing this year. I don't think that's like, crazy either. Like very well, that's, just from that, opportunity. That's not crazy. And they drafted your boy Matthew Bergeron. Exactly. So now Lindstrom it's, and Bergeron are their guards. What? They yeah. got good tackles. They got everything. I mean, they're they're stacked. That's I'm with you. 
You know, and and yeah, one, it's a system bit, right? Yeah. You're saying with Arthur Smith, that's what he wants to do. Two. For Arthur Smith personally, I think this is the best pick to save his own ass as 100%. well. 100%. This is what he does. Now you don't have to worry about Desmond Ritter throwing for 300 yards. Yep. And or it Taylor Heineke it, at right, some it point. It doesn't have to yeah. be on them to do anything special. They're going to play the same way they've played, except they're just going to be better at it in all areas. And there's a reason they've been a sneaky 7-10 and 10 football team. Now watch out. This is going to be a team that could be 10-7 and 7 with what they did because of that right there. Uh, so I'm with you. All right, so wait. Hold on. I'm seeing here, too, in the sheets, right? So we both agree on Bijan Robinson. Yep. I think we both agree that Jameer Gibbs is going to be great for, for Detroit. Could be their Camara, like their version of Camara. They got David Montgomery right. and use, Camara, use Gibbs as your Camara. Right. And, and, again, I'm not mad at them taking him at 12, right? I know it's a little high. But to risk, oh, let's trade down to 22 and then we might not fucking get him. Okay, <laughs> that's the risk. And yep. we got our guy. And, you know – like we've talked about too, he's elite. Oh, you yeah. know, he was in my tier one with Bijan. I had him in the top twenty of this draft. So th- I would agree too. I mean, and, good and player in a, in a not so great. Where draft. he's got Bijan beat too is like he's more of a house call threat yeah. than Bijan. A screen at his own twenty. If you said who's more likely to go eighty to the house from a screen in their own twenty, I go well. That's Jameer Gibbs for sure. Or take a toss sweep and go eighty around the yep. edge. That's Jameer Gibbs. There's a tremendous value in that. So I love that. But I want to comment on your second part there. Don't sleep sleep on Zach Charbonnet. I know you like him. Yep. I like him too. You like him more than me. So I I look at Kenneth Walker last year. Everyone loves. Yeah. And I get it. Yeah. He came into the season. With significant injury, yeah. and they got him ready eventually, right. and he finished the season banged up. Yes, You don't take Zach Charbonnet in the top 60 unless you at least have in the back of your mind a little bit that Kenneth Walker might not be a 17-game horse. Well, agreed, agreed, agreed. Now, so what I didn't want to understand here is where if you thought he was going to supplant you know, I, and that's, that's a little where, rich. Pass game, yes, right. I think so. I mean, but I, nobody's supplanting Kenneth Walker. No, not as a runner. No mm-hmm. way. I, but I think your point there too. I understand what you're saying. Then, okay, I just want that's where I wanted to get yep. to because, yeah, I, I think the, this pick is more about saving Kenneth Walker. Yep, Kenneth Walker's special. Yep. You know, he's he's one of those rare guys where you can go, wait, he can run over two or three people on one play, and then the next play, like we just talked about with Gibbs, go 80 yards down the sideline, and you go, whoa, there goes 4-3-9, just like Jameer Gibbs, right? So uh, I hear – I all right, so I just wanted to clarify sure. that. Because no, I think absolutely. the world of Kenneth Walker he's is a, a runner. He's a great player. I think as a pure ball carrier, he's probably in the top five running back conversation for me. I but think, injury yeah. thing is definitely real. There's and I no think doubt. for Seattle, then you get him fresh when you go into the playoffs. Yes. So And imagine imagine being on the field and first and second down, you have to tackle That's Kenneth Walker. Awesome. And then, oh, third down. Or fourth quarter, you're like, damn, it's Zach Charbonnet time? Lovely. I agree. Yes. That's where I think the beauty of it is. That's where I, I love I the pick. I like the pick. People I are like, how too. do you take another running back? I'm like, do you watch the offense yeah. and what it wants to be? Exactly. It's so. Seattle. It's Pete Carroll, yes. too. He believes in that. And then the, that's the right combination, too, of, oh, shit, we got to worry about Kenneth Walker. we got to worry about Zach Char- Charbonnet. Oh, there goes DK over the top yep. Brady. Oh, shit, I forgot about him there. That, it's the Tyler perfect. Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jake. It's Buck. the perfect combination. I mean, I'm with you there all the way. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win. 
defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. You have a vision for your business. Your priority might be to expand facilities or bring in the best talent. At Century Insurance, we listen, learn, and work to understand your business and your plans to help protect your new locations. As your business evolves and your vision comes true, Sentry, right by you. Property and casualty coverages are underwritten and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Sentry.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available in all states. See policy for complete coverage details. I'm ready to go. Streaming now only on Peacock. Five rich and famous international soccer stars. They have everything except love. I think girls in the past have gone for me because of what I've got. That's why we're going undercover. We're setting them up with single American women. They don't know we are famous. They don't know we are rich. And they'll have to hide their true identity. What do you need for work? I'm an ad salesman. (laughs) Oh, God. What am I doing? Love Undercover. New series streaming now only on Peacock. All right, so now we this is where it gets a little more difficult. Oh. This is the who will be this year's Tyler Algier, the late round mm. running back. Mm-hmm. Who, feel bad for Tyler Algier now, by the way. He's just showing, showing you know, sidestep. It's all right. It's, he's, he's, yeah, you're, I mean, he's he'll still get his carries. Sure. But absolutely. it's not going to be like it was. Yep. The late round running back who becomes the lead running back on a team. Sims. Hey, wait, one more yeah. thing before yeah. you go there with the Algier thing. Yeah. Okay. I can very much see that, too, becoming like a – 49ers, McCaffrey, and um, Elijah Mitchell Mitchell on the field at the same time. That's good. And then you go, oh, wait, no, no, no. Bijan's in the slot here because Bijan, like Jimmy or Gibbs, they can be a motion amount. They can be a big time slot receiver if they really wanted to. There you go. Oh, oh, you thought we were going to run the ball? Oh, no, now you got a linebacker on Bijan in the slot? Oh, have fun with that. So I think that could be another way he gets in the lineup. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, please do. I love that point of. If you motion Bijan out and take another defender away from the box, and then you run Algier north and south, uh, you got that too. Exactly like right. Who wants to you have advantages either way. They're going to yeah. pick your poison as far as that's concerned. That's a really right. good point. Yeah. I should just write off Algier. As we look at some of the running backs drafted uh, between rounds four through seven in Damn, this year's draft. I mean, this is a good, good group, Sims. That is. So this is the question is not really overall impact. More so, who can become the lead running back? Who yeah. of this group? So opportunity matters here a lot. What of this group do you think is the guy that, hey, you, yeah. know, you could blink and all of a sudden he's the starter? It, it, I mean, you're, you're saying the right thing. The opportunity is the, is the real thing there, right? Where like, hey, I love Eric Gray in the fifth round of Same. Oklahoma, but he ain't buying over no, Saquon. that's the problem. Right? You know, um, we have our Israel Abedikanda from Pittsburgh who's got some... Might have to play early. He might. I mean, they're not going to run Brees Hall into the ground in September. Definitely not. And he's got some Brees Hall home run hitting ability. 100%. You throw a flare or a toss sweep to this guy, he can do exactly what you saw Brees Hall do. And so, Michael Carter and Bam Knight can't. No, they're going to mean break your ankles, but they're not going to do that. Exactly, exactly right. I, I don't... I hate this, but we're going to agree <laughs> again here. I, I mean, I'm definitely... This is this is the guy. I told Michael Smith this yesterday on his podcast. I I think that Roshan Johnson has a chance to be in Chicago, and after about two weeks of practice, they go, he's, he's our guy. starting running back. Yeah. Right. He's good. We're going with him. And then we talk about that offense, their improvements to the O-line, what they did with Justin Fields running the ball. Man, that could be a dangerous combination. And, yeah, I'm a big Roshan Johnson fan, and I also think it lines up with the opportunity like you explained. And when you look at what he's able to do in pass pro and the soft hands – 
I mean, you don't even have to take him off the field. No, you don't. As a rookie. Right. So you have ba- the rushing element from Fields combined then with that power running of Roshan in a team that, like, there's good things about Khalil Herbert and Deontay Foreman. Don't get me wrong. Yes. But fresh legs coming into a roster like Roshan Johnson, right. who literally fresh legs, wasn't even the starter at Texas. He's got no wear and tear on him. He might look different. I agree. And everybody loves Khalil Herbert, but a guy that gets banged up. He is exactly. So, I know. Yeah, and Deontay Foreman, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's a reason he was kind of out of the league for a little bit and all exactly. that. He runs hard. He's physical, but he's not, like, going to be a, a game-changer you know, type of running back. I think Roshan Johnson has that capability. So, all right, we're on the same page there. I don't know. You know, I don't know if I really saw another guy with huge opportunity. Now, I will say, like, I think Chase Brown is going to get some major play in Cincinnati. He should. Because I think, you know, right away he's, uh, it's, it's, you know, we know Mixon's the man. But Chase Brown is, I think, the most, at least the second most talented guy on that roster right away. And Sebastian P. Ryan played a lot last it, it, year. Exactly right. They so, obviously, you know, they value that third down back and whatever you can do out of the backfield in those situations. Uh, Chase Brown, I would think, gets some run in all types of situations this year alongside Joe Mixon. And you have to have some questions about Mixon, right? I mean, every time they're asked about him, it's not the most glowing endorsement no. with the Bengals. They kind of do the, well, he's on the team. It's kind of like, <laughs> it was kind of like we were, it, it felt like they were looking for something to kind of fall in their lap. And they were stringing it along. Nothing happened. So now they're like, hey, he's our running back, right? Yeah. Well, why would you guys think different? You know, and it's like, nah, you guys were kind of hinting at there might be different there. Plus, we know he's getting to an age, and it's a, what, a little north of $10 million price, uh, you yep. know, price tag here with, with the player altogether. All but I think overall, I think it was the right thing for them to keep him. I will say that. They're, they're in the window right now. Right. And, and you, you know, it's hard. Joe Mixon. Yeah, he might be, you know, going towards the downslope of his career, but he's still really damn good. And they have an elite offense, something that makes you, you know, change the way you play because of all the things they can do. So I would not have given him up for the 10 million charge uh, this year. Certainly not. We'll find that out on yeah, June will. 2nd. Yeah, for sure. With Joe Mixon. The next one is a little deeper, but. Not exactly somebody that needs to be a key contributor at running back, but at least, uh, or the lead guy, but can at least can contribute to the offense. So yeah. the same group yeah. we're working from, but we're not looking at this player that needs to be a hero. It's who will be this year's Isaiah Pacheco. Yep. Yep. And uh, all right. So there's like, you know, we hit on Chase Brown. I think he could fit that. Mm-hmm. I'm not, he's not my pick. Now, the one other guy, you know, there's two guys I'm in the running here. One's the same guy you have, and that's for the same reason. Is he Abanaconda? Abanaconda. Abanaconda. It's there even easier than it looks. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You're right. Abanaconda. Uh, he is certainly in the running there for me as well, right? I, I mean, he's, like you said, I don't know if he starts to start the year, but he's going to have a role, and his home run hitting ability to take the house from anywhere, I just think it's too valuable that he's not going to be on the field at some point. Why didn't he go earlier? 20 years old, 216 pounds, 4-2-6-40, 20 touchdowns and 1,400 rushing yards. No idea. No idea. My only thing I would say, like, my only negative about him is I wish he ran harder I and more aggressive. Agree. Right? There's not a lot of contact there's balance. There's definitely not. Yeah. And, and then there's a little bit of, like, a few times where you go, wait, there's there's – there's a hole there. You need to run through that and then put your head down and just see what yep. happens. And he doesn't always do that. And I, I can see maybe teams being a little turned off by that. I, I'm going to throw some love to my guy, too. Undrafted, Sean Tucker. Ooh, that's right. I'm going to throw Sean Tucker. He only got undrafted because of injury issues and all of that. 
I just think he's going to a place where, you know, I, there's no guaranteed go-to running back there, no. right? I know they got the kid from um, uh, who, who the hell is it? Uh, they have Chase Edmonds there with Rashad White. Right, right that's what I was saying. Yeah, okay, Rashad yeah. White, right? Who, so, yeah, they say all the right things about, right. but there's no guarantees. This one A running back. I'm for not them, sold on that right? by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. So that, I, I go to Sean Tucker not only because I like him, but I think the situation presents itself to like kind of what we talked about. You know, a few weeks go through OTAs and Cam, and they go, "Damn, our undrafted guy." He's out here healthy, and he's maybe our best running back, and I, I could see that happening there in, ten, uh, in Tampa. All right, so we move to the wide receivers here, and you got to start with the premium. This is who will be this year's Garrett Wilson. Man. Round one guy. It, we labeled it as who becomes a team's wide receiver one. Right. My problem with this one, Chris, is these guys are blocked by wide receiver ones on their rosters I know across the board. Right. Like, there's nobody that – like, there's nobody on this list in the first round, where they just get to walk in the door and you go, they're You're number the one. Yeah, 10 targets right. a game. Where yeah. last year with the Jets and Garrett Wilson, you know, not that he was definitely the number one, but we all thought, well, he goes in there and kind of does what we think he's going to do. He will be the number one for all sure. All of them, right? Drake London, Garrett exactly. Wilson, they Traylon were, Burks, right. Chris Olave. Yes, they were I all mean, expected to be that guy. Like, you're the guy right now. Away. Yeah. These guys are added pieces to the puzzle or, you know, adding a little more cream to the crop type of players where. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, I, yeah, D- Jordan Addison's not going to be number one no. over over no, our man no shot. Justin Jefferson. But I like his fit the best. Uh, you like his fit the best. I just think yeah. Jefferson commands so much sure, attention. Sure, Kirk Cousins can play, and Addison is somebody that just gets open. That I look at the other guys, they are going to be fighting a lot for the ball. Yeah, like, I, honestly, I, I don't disagree with that. I think Addison clearly walks in right away and is the number two or at least a high-end two that's equal to Osborne. And they know how to use guys like him, right? So that's where where I get that. You know, I don't love this pick by Minnesota. This is one of my least favorite okay. first-round picks. I'm not a huge Jordan Addison fan. Is it the size? It's the size. It's lack of after-the-catch ability that kind of bothers me. I know. Now, listen, it doesn't matter as much for them. They want a route runner that's going to be able to read coverage and yeah. do things like that. Cooper Cupish, right? So they see the value of that. But, yeah, he was not my favorite from that standpoint. All right, so then you get into, all right, who's another guy that can maybe do it, right? I, I, I'm going to go Jackson Smith and Jigba okay. here. You know, Zay Flowers, I, you know, is my favorite one. But, again, wow, that's, there's a real pecking order there. Bateman's good, right? OBJ's good. Mark Andrews is really the number one guy there. And then you go into two, you know, what way are they going to use Zay Flowers and all that? I don't know. I mean, he's a weapon. He's a slot receiver. He's a weapon. He's a speed demon on the outside, whatever there. So I'm not sure exactly where I want to go because none of them become a number one. But I'm going to go with Zay Flowers. I'll go with okay. Zay. I'll go with you Zay. Yourself I'm going to go, go like the it. weapon aspect. Well, I'm bet just, on the guy that you think has the talent. I, that's all. I'm when you do. don't know the answer, always bet on the guy that, that you think has the talent. That's what I'm going to go. I mean, yeah. Jackson Smith and Jigba, a little bit like you talked about with Addison, is it's a great role for him, too. And and he is made for the slot. And now you got two guys on the outside that you got to worry about. And that opens up the field for him. But I guess it's the Zay Flower. I'm just going to go with the weapon aspect. And I don't know if he leads the team in catches. I'm not going to say that. But I think he gets a lot of touches one way or another. 
And uh, I think they're going to ride Zay in, in the weapon department. So we'll see where that goes. But I don't feel good about any of those as far Same. as fitting that Garrett Wilson mold. Same. The next one's... The same. The next one uh, beats that was a bad question from him. No, no, it, no it was a good got, one. I think it's, it's actually a good, a good one to actually flush out, right? Yes. It really is. Yeah, this one's a little bit more fun because this group, this pool is wide open. Yes. And that's the who will be this year's George Pickens, the round two or three wide receiver who immediately looks like he should have gone round one. Yeah. And look at how long this list is. The NFL draft, I mean, the run on day two wide receivers is becoming a tradition in this league. Sims, I know you liked plenty of these guys as yeah, well. The question right. is, do you like where any of them went? Right. I mean, like Michael Wilson, I love Michael Wilson. Yeah. You know, I without do. the injuries, he goes in the top five receivers. I, I would think. Draft. I would yeah. think so. Right. So, I mean, I like that. And of course, he's going to be in Arizona, and they're going to throw the football and do all that. So that's going to work out well. Will he be their number one by the time camp ends? Well, <laughs> I mean, okay. I, so Hollywood, I Hollywood's Hollywood, there, Hollywood's and there. the guy from Purdue. You Rondell know, Moore. Rondell Moore. And I don't think anybody's going to trade for okay. DeAndre Hopkins. And I they, think they will ride out there. the season with him, you I think? think they will. Okay, so right. no. Then, then the answer is no. Yeah, the answer is no. But either way, you know, he's – he's uh, like Hopkins, and what he has over the other guys is he's got size element that, of course, Hollywood Brown and, and our man from uh, Ronaldo uh, – Rondell it? Moore. Rondell yep. Moore. I keep wanting to call him Ronaldo. They don't have. All right. I'm, I know I'm explaining this a little bit. I love Rasheed Rice. Good I fit. Mean, He's a good fit. He is. They don't have that. He does. He replaces the Juju Smith-Schuster element. Oh, you're covered, back shoulder. Oh, you're underneath. You can catch the ball here, break a tackle, get some extra extra yards that way. This guy is great at breaking tackles after the catch. But the guy I'm going with is Marvin Mims. Nice. Marvin Mims, to me, was like he didn't make my top five. He was an honorable mention. He could, to me, be the guy, like, I want to give him, like, I know we're going to George. I want to go, he could be Terry McLaurin to me. That's how I kind of see Marvin Mims. And then he, get to, he gets to Denver with Sean Payton, right, to where I could see that being a Brandon Cooks type of element that he had when he was with Sean Payton in New Orleans, Brandon Cooks. You know, Mims, though, 4-3 speed. You know, got I think on a product of a you know not a great quarterback and a not a good team this year. Where I want to go, wait, 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 wait. If he was on the team with Kyler Murray and company and them, where would he have been drafted? So he's the one that I look at to kind of surprise people. Everyone go, damn, why was he on the board in the second round? I had him as wide receiver eight. I really liked him. Twenty touchdowns in three years. Yep. You know, true <laughs> underclassman. Yeah, uh, in an older class. And what did you think of them picking him that early when they have? Judy, Patrick, and Cortland Sutton, who are they going to trade one? Are they not? We've heard all the roundabout. That, that to me, was like a little bit of a Sean Payton statement. Well, I, I think the wide so. receiver room. I forgot about KJ Hamler. No, I know. I think, they gave, I think he gave a statement right when he got the job when he said all of them are up for trade, right? <laughs> I think he was basically telling like, I don't think any – you're all over yeah, overpaid and or, overpaid yeah. and yeah. you think you're better than you are. I think that was the first warning shot. Now, they gave the fifth-year option to Judy, yeah. so he probably looked at that and went, wait, wait, Judy does a lot of things. He's a great route runner. He's a good size. Okay, good. He fits. Cortland Sutton has not been the same ever since the, the knee injury a few years ago. Tim Patrick also coming off injury as well. So I think – and then K.J. Hamler has been injured since college. All, all the time. All the time. Yeah, it's unfortunate, so, but it's reality. It's a reality. It's to where that, that's the point where you almost got to go, we give up. And – if he does end up playing for us, great, but we can't really expect to have him. So I think that's their their theory there in Marvin Mims. And, you know, they didn't have that guy. Without K.J. Hamler, they don't have the guy that can be like, 
Whoa, there goes the play-action post. Russell Wilson just threw it 60 yards over run the top. Run by people. Run by yeah. people. Or even get a speed sweep and run a reverse up the sidelines for whatever. Those guys, other guys are good players in, in a lot of ways, but they're not like three rockets up your ass going to make yep. huge explosive plays all the time. I think they've been a little <laughs> disappointed with Judy, too, as an organization. Uh, where they took him. Definitely. I mean, not a bad player, right. but not a difference maker. Th- that was my complaint about him in the draft, yeah. if you remember. Right. I, yes. I, I got a lot of crap because I didn't make Judy a top-five receiver for my that was an awesome class for one it was or I think I meant I made him five or whatever else but that was what I was worried about he's a good route runner and he had good size but I didn't necessarily see the explosive pull away yak ability that I would like for a top end first round receiver in my opinion and yeah he had some of that at Alabama but the field was wide open because there was three other first round receivers on the field and that's what I questioned. With the first-round O-line and, and first-round running and backs from right. one to four. And <laughs> yeah, seriously. So for this one, I went with Cedric Ooh, Tillman. Okay. I like that. I think this is going to start to mold more back into a pass-happy offense mm-hmm. if they think Deshaun Watson's shaking off the rust. Right. Obviously, DPJ is there blocking Tillman's role. Yeah. But the Tillman pick to me was we're eventually going to put Tillman in that role. Yeah, I could like, see that. Amari Cooper's our number one. Elijah Moore has to show that he can be a legitimate slot right. option. He's it's kind of been a roller coaster for him with the Jets. Definitely not all his fault at all. I look at Tillman as a guy that goes into camp and they go, "Oh, we have another jump ball, big red zone threat." Exactly. He's right. got some build up speed. <laughs> right. And Watson's a guy, and he's a I think actually a better route runner than Donovan People Jones uh, was coming out. Yeah. Pretty de- yeah, definitively. Yeah, right. And Watson's a guy that likes when the play breaks down. You throw to the guys that know how to shield DBs right. when the play breaks down. Right. That was what I think the Chiefs thought with Rasheed Rice. That's what I think the Browns thought with Cedric Tillman. They look at their offense and go, we might be backyard football 25 to 30% of the time. We are going to need a target that knows how to come back to the football sure. and, and make a play. Sure. I, so, I, I don't disagree with your thought there. I, I like your pick all together there. You know, one, I mean, he was... Uh, a guy, I think, uh, you know, doesn't have what was it, the foot injury that he had? Ankle, ankle, ankle surgery, right? I believe. He had ankle surgery, yeah. right? I think he probably gets drafted a little higher if he doesn't have some of those injury things. And yeah, I think his game really is more conducive to the NFL than college football and spread it out all that because of what you're talking about. The quarterbacks can throw the ball into tighter windows. They're not. The quarterbacks are way better in the NFL. So covered is not covered as compared. So he's going to see balls where he's going to go, wait, my quarterback never threw to this. And, and Deshaun Watson's going to go, no, 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 that guy was on you, but your back shoulder was open, so I just threw it there. And he's going to be like, oh, fuck, yeah, I love that. Just keep doing that. Yep. Or a tight window over the middle. I think he could be a big-time, big slot receiver. Right. That's where I also looked at him. That was kind of one of my values of him is like he can be almost a, you know, I had an example that I wrote wrote down, wrote down in my notes. But, yeah, that kind of bigger physical slot, maybe a Juju-esque. Yep. Again, like that kind of guy. Power slot. Right. You know, uh, I I could certainly see him carving out that. And then also it's the last year of Donovan People-Jones contract. It's it's a tell right there. Exactly right. So he's the replacement. We don't need to pay receivers get overpaid on free agency. No. Right. No. So. All right. We'll move over. To the tight ends, who will be this year's Chig Aconquo? <laughs> Chig Aconquo having a nice year in Tennessee. He did a tight Great end that emer- yeah, yeah. A tight end that emerges as a contributor, and this is a tough list to sort through. Holy in shit! In a good way, not in yes. an insulting way. Like there are a lot of guys that should see the football as rookie tight ends, which is a rarity in the NFL. There, this is the best list ever since I've been doing this job. I mean, really, I, I have no problem with saying like. Everybody on the left side of that graphic, 
And Seriously. then the two at the top of the right of the graphic. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, Cameron, La- Cameron Latou uh, uh, from, from Alabama, damn, we know Shanahan likes tight ends and all that, too. Uh, Josh Weil, we know Tennessee likes ten- tight yeah, ends, Him and Chick will play on this, in the same uh, sets. Exactly. And um, so when you break this down, all right, it, it's one of the first three. I was going to say, you, I feel like you're going to – number one, those first two are your guys – Yes. So I'm kind of fascinated. It's like picking between your, your children there. Well, even I should say one of the first four, I yep, should say. Yep. And actually, I'm gonna, I would take Brenton Strange out of that because I just think Evan Ingram is so the man there that that's, he's the yeah. man. Right? Strange is the blocker. Exactly. And he'll have sure. to work his way into catching the ball and doing all that. But Kincaid, Laporta, and Mayer, are you fucking kidding me? I know. They're going to be like starting on the field a ton, whatever. I mean, even if they don't start, they're going to be on the field a ton. I'm going to go with Michael Mayer. That's where I was thinking, too. I'm going to go there just because. Love the fit. It's the fit. Exactly. I mean, man. I mean, Josh McDaniels, New England, you know, that rooted in Phil Sims and the Giants and Mark Bavaro and Zeke Moat and Howard Cross and all that. They believe in tight end play. They're they're big into that. Throwback tight end Throwback play. Throwback tight end. Yeah, like- Physical, can block down and move a defensive end so we can run off the edge. Or play action pass. Oh, shit, you're in a bind because we got Mayer going down the middle and Devontae Adams is right underneath them. Who do you want to cover? Pick your poison. They're great at playing that off of each other. Right? So that's where, like, I love Laporta. I like him more than Mayer. He's going to have a role there in Detroit for sure. And Dalton Kincaid, obviously a freak show as well. And, and to me, the most talented guy. Um, but I do. I think it's the system fit. And then they, run, they have the best top running back in football to go along with it. I just look at that as like a match made in heaven. Do you think Kincaid plays in the slot for Buffalo almost exclusively? Well, that's where I'm like, like I know I, I, one, have no problem with Kincaid's blocking. I think it, like, he, to me, showed enough to where I went. He gets with the NFL team and they – start yelling at him a little bit. Yeah, he starts realizing, like, damn, yeah. we're watching the film as a whole team or an offense, <laughs> and everybody's watching me not block somebody. That's when life changes for those guys, where they've been able to get away with it with, like, you know, B-plus effort in that department in college, or nobody cared because they were like, hey, you, you caught for 150 yeah. You're yards. You're the best player on our team. Right. We're not going to yeah, shit so on we your blocking. Care. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we're, we're going to split up in position groups so your tight end coach could tell you how shitty you were, but the rest of the team <laughs> won't know. Um I want to know what that Buffalo offense is going to look like. Me too. That's where it's like, you know, too tight. Are they going to finally go into the run game more here? Some of their moves have indicated that. It indicates it, right? You signed Damian Harris. Exactly. You drafted Osiris Torrance. Exactly. I mean, they scream to me a team that wants to maybe do a little bit more 12 personnel I, I definitely i would hope i would think so <laughs> yeah and protect I mean, josh allen a little bit and, from himself and there was that conversation when they got back in the building about and he addressed that too i i gotta think there's a little bit of a organizational overhaul philosophy and wait we got to change our offense it can't just be about josh allen fucking making it happen yeah. all the time we got to do something else to help him and make our team better and i would Definitely. I would think they're going to try to do like Gronk and Hernandez type of thing. 
You know, we're going to run the ball. We got a quarterback that can run the ball. You have to worry, bring some big people in the game. Oh, you're big people in the game. Oh, we're in the shotgun now. And now Knox and, and, and Kincaid are in the slot. And now you got big people in the game to stop our run game. I mean, I would love to see them go that route. And I'm hoping that's what happens for, for Josh Allen's sake, for sure. The kind of seam runner that Kincaid can be in that offense just changes everything. I mean, his ability to get up the seam and make a play on the ball is going to make life easier for Josh Allen. Kincaid is like, I you know, uh, route running, explosive. Travis Kelsey, yeah. but can break tackles more than Travis Kelsey can, as far as the pass game department is considered. And he's really freaking special that way. He a, is. Um, yeah. I just, I guess, what I I want to just see is, yeah. The only reason I don't, I obviously think he's the best one. I just got to see this fit in the offense, like we're talking about, where I've seen. The Raiders fit with tight end. His name was Gronk, and I have a bunch of other guys to go along with it throughout the history of New England and McDaniels and before that that I know they know how to use the tight end. Let's take a look at the offensive rookie of the year odds to put a bow on the offensive fits before we move to the defense here. No surprise, B. John Robinson is at the top at plus 300. I believe he opened at plus 400, so clearly everybody's already kind of leaning that way. To move to the quarterbacks, of course, and Young and Stroud. Then you get Jackson Smith and Jigba at plus 700, Jameer Gibbs and Anthony Richardson both at plus 900. Sims, I feel like the Richardson one will move if he's named the starter. Got to. Right? I, yeah. I mean, and one, I'm, I'm one in here. Like, right now, if I have extra change there to our BetMGM, you know, friends and anything, throw it on Anthony Richardson right now. Now, don't ruin your life or your bank account, <laughs> but throw it because I'm also, too, like, Anthony Richardson has to play. We can't let the guy who hasn't played and doesn't have enough experience sit, sit on the bench yeah. and have no experience and not play again. That's why I love the fit for him there. You know, I think it's just like, hey, we just start our Jalen Hurts offense and we go, right? Jameer Gibbs be the other one I'd say throw some extra couch change on. Are you kidding me? I mean, could I, like you just said with B. John Robinson, could I see him like being top two in the league in rushing yards or yards from line of scrimmage? Yeah, the all-purpose yards will be yeah, big for him, for right. sure. So that, that's another one. And, then, and again, if he's that guy and Detroit goes to the playoffs and wins the NFC North, well, shit, he's going to be rookie of the year. I, I can tell you that. So those are, I know everybody wants to go quarterback, but B. John, obviously the leader. But Gibbs, Richardson, and even Jackson Smith and Jigba, I could see you know, tearing it up with some big plays and some stats just because of the situation and how he fits in there. So this is an award that truly doesn't have a trend. Like, it's not a quarterback award. When you look at it, Garrett Wilson and Jamar Chase are your last two winners, yeah. wide receivers. Before right. that, Herbert and Kyler Murray quarterbacks. Okay. Before that, Barkley and Kamara running backs. Right. So it, it's just wide open. Yeah. The voters, I mean, of course, if a quarterback has a great season, yeah. it kind of But usually the, the good quarterback gets on a shit team That's, coming out in rookie yeah. year, so it's hard to do that. Richardson's rushing and deep throwing make him so intriguing for that. Like the explosive plays, I yes. think, will put him on the map right. as a rookie. Right. But you're so, right. He just has to play. If he plays, their defense is good. They that's the thing. They're the right good situation. I, that's what I mean. They could be sitting there, and we could be going, "Man, they're in the playoff conversation with Anthony Richardson," and then shit. Yeah, he's going to win Rookie of the Year if that's the conversation. You have a vision for your business. Your priority might be to expand facilities or bring in the best talent. At Century Insurance, we listen, learn, and work to understand your business and your plans to help protect your new locations as your business evolves and your vision comes true. Century. 
right by you. Property and casualty coverages and underwritten and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available in all states. See policy for complete coverage details. Finding the music you love shouldn't be hard. That's why Pandora makes it easy to explore all your favorites and discover new artists and genres you'll love. Enjoy a personalized listening experience simply by selecting any song or album, and we'll make a station crafted just for you. Best of all, you can listen for free. Download Pandora on the Apple App Store or Google Play and start hearing the soundtrack to your life. If your child is struggling in school, then IXL is right for your family. IXL is an online learning program for kids that covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. Backed by research, kids using IXL are scoring higher on tests. It's no wonder it's used in 95% of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Plus, a month of IXL costs less than an hour of tutoring. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com slash 20. Visit IXL.com slash 20 to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. So we move over to the defense, very similar to what we did with the offense, yeah. looking for uh, some repeats of last year. And we start with who will be this year's Aiden Hutchinson and Pete wrote in the rundown, uh, round one D lineman who fucks the plays up. Yeah, that's what we do here. Yeah. You have to play up. Yeah. You know that. Yeah, yeah, that started exactly. back in our day at, yep. at Bleacher Report, right? Exactly. Exactly. Get Just a game wrecker. A lot of edge rushers taken yeah. early in this draft. Yes. Was there a certain pick that you thought was the clear cut? I mean, I think you and I are going <laughs> to go on the same side for here. Well, I mean, because the best player in the draft got picked at number nine, I mean, it's hard not to say Jalen Carter. Yep. I mean, it, it's it's definitely the guy I look at. Now, you know, after that, it, if I could give some off-the-radar type of guys here, all right, we know Jalen Carter. Of course, everybody knows I love Tyree Wilson and think he's the man, but he's got a foot injury, and they do have, you know, uh, Chandler, Chandler Jones, Jones and Max Crosby there, so he doesn't necessarily just get thrown in there and say, hey, go go take over. I could see your guy, Will McDonald, and the Jets being way more disruptive than people think. This guy is not what everybody, I think, portrays him to be because of how he was played at Ohio State. I mean, at Iowa State, where he played three forward defense end. <laughs> it's ridiculous. At 240 pounds, he was head up, like playing like he was a 340-pound guy. Right now he's going to be able. They're going to be like, hey, just right here, line up, and when the ball stops, just fly and just fuck shit up. Yep. That's all we want you to do. We don't even care if you're like in the exact right spot as long as you just fuck shit up. And I think he can do that. So if you made me go outside of Jalen Carter, I think Will McDonald would be probably that next guy I'd go to there. That's a fun pick because you know if Aaron Rodgers has them playing with the lead. Salah's going to throw McDonald on the field in the wide nine and just say, I don't care about containing. I don't right. care about over-pursuing. Just do what you do. Burst and bend off I, the pocket. Agreed. I, I, you know, they, 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 to me, where I think they can, they can maybe have a different element to their defense here, too, this year, where they might be able to play a little bit, even 4-3 or 4-2, but 4-2, let's just say specifically – Right, and you could have five people on the line of scrimmage, oh, yeah. you know, and one be Will McDonald, and you know, one be Jermaine Johnson on the other edge, and one's rush, one's drop back on one play. So they're going to be able, to, I think, have a little versatility because of these guys as well. I also want to throw Kalijah Kansi in that mix, absolutely. Right, you know, they have a lot of big people on that D line. They got a pretty good D line there in Tampa Bay. 
to where he's not going to get doubled, and he's going to have the opportunity to be kind of a, a game wrecker there alongside Vita Vea, who will attract most of the double teams because he's that guy there. So, you know, I, I think McDonald and Kalijah Kansi are the ones that, you know, jump out to me other than our, our main man, Jalen Carter. Kansi's a fun one because I remember when Bowles had Sheldon Richardson, he would play him all the way from shade nose to, to stand DM, up edge. Right, I know, and, I know. And Kansi is athletic enough to do that. Definitely, definitely so, is. I know, I, I was, you know, they're usually a size team. I was pretty surprised. I was surprised. I did not yeah. expect them to go Kalijah Kansi. I think it's a good change. I think it's, we already have enough the, of the big, big beef eaters. Right. We need some... You we know, need some Tasmanian devils in yes, the middle. Right. Disruptors, yeah. no doubt. Right. So we move, We obviously both picked Jalen Carter for this in that unit. Yep. His talent, he should be able to absolutely uh, feast as a rookie. This next one, though, is who will be this year's James Houston, mm-hmm. a day two or three D lineman who shines as a situational pass rusher. Houston last year taking around six. He didn't play the first 11 weeks of the year, and then he had – Eight sacks this is insane. in the Lions' final seven games. It's like your uh, your guy on the Jets, uh, Huff, almost. That yeah. Smaller package, extremely explosive and crazy strong for his size type of guy, right? Truly situational pass yeah, rusher. right. Right. I, I liken them as like closers. They come out of the bullpen with the music on. And exactly it's like it's, right. it's I have one job, and yep. it's time to slam the door. Exactly right. Yep. The, the, and there's value for those guys in the NFL. Now, all right. Well, there's two guys that fit the mold. I like your guy. I see you got here, B.J. Ojolari. Yep. I like that. He's going to get to play. It definitely is. 100%. He's got nice bend around the edge. I mean, there's some things about B.J. Ojolari. Again, you know, like I said before, where I go, I, I like some of his pass rush stuff more than Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, again, part of the reason why I kept looking at Will Anderson going, wait, I don't understand the love affair with everybody, right? And then some of the guys I'm going to bring up here, uh, I'm going to throw in for the for the same reason. You know, my main pick here is going to be Byron Young with the Rams. T- Tennessee, Tennessee Byron, Byron Young. Byron yep, Young. Yep. Not the <laughs> Alabama Byron Young, right? I was actually watching when the Byron Young Alabama got uh, picked the other night when my dad was, and I was like, oh, wait till you see this guy come off the edge, dad. This guy, <laughs> and they he's, show like, it he's like, what are you talking about? End. He's like, this guy's huge, Christopher. And I was like, oh, I forgot about that Byron Young. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, great. So, but yeah, I, I, again, without... You know, no Leonard Floyd there. I think they're in a total revamp, like you just said with Ojolari. I think it's a they're a rebuild. Let's get the young guys. He's going to have opportunities. He's got a first step and an explosiveness that rivals anybody in this draft. So I look at him to be that guy. The other guy I do love is Derek Hall from Auburn, Seattle oh, second yeah. round Speed pick. Speed to power for exactly. Days. Yeah. I'm just not sure he gets on the field as quickly. Uh, just because, you know, they got Ucheno Nwosu there and some other guys that, that fit the mold. But You're two of Boye Mafia. Yeah, but yeah exactly right. So yeah. there's other people there. I knew I was missing somebody else. But uh, the Byron Young one, I think, sits in a, a spot where he can come in and play. I think so, too. And like you said, the kind of tester he was and a guy that's had a long road to get there. And it really is about being able to get on the field. I, that's, that's bottom line. And I think they're, they're going to invest in some of these young guys and develop them. And, and too, to like what you said with – you know, Will McDonald or, or, you know, Huff or James Houston, you know, I think in a lot of ways, too, they'll use them that makes sense for him. And he's kind of a, yes, pass rush, wide nine, can maybe be a Yannick and Gakwe yep. type guy off the edge like that. Our next one is who will be this year's Quay Walker, an off-ball linebacker who just simply racks up the tackles. I, I went very chalk here and went Jack Campbell with yeah, the Lions. Yeah. He's going to start. 
He's a really, really sound player. Right. But I know you loved Dion Henley in I, this draft. I did. I did. And I, I think, you know, your logic's right. And again, I think that's why don't why is everybody faulting now, I saw some like you know some of these so-called TV experts who shit on the Lions. I liked their draft a lot. They shit on the Lions during during the weekend, and then it's like I feel like they heard a few smart people talk it and back. Now they walked it yeah. all back after thinking and hearing how stupid I was on the weekend. I'd like to now say the Lions did have a good draft. So Champ Bailey back. So I can be yeah. good on TV, but also yeah. the social media doesn't get mad at me either. Oh, okay. <laughs> I fucking hate that shit. All it right, is, it is. That's the um, world we live in. It, it is. React it's, as loud and, and crazy as you can right. and let and it then blow say, up. I didn't really react and yeah. I've rethought and why can't I be sensible? And well, no, be sensible from the start. I know we're not always going to be right. All right. So I do like my man there. I, your guy is, I think, a, a pretty obvious choice because of the situation there. You know, and I think that's why they overdrafted him. They were like, we need somebody now that can play and is pro ready and Iowa linebackers are always ready for pro football. Iowa players are usually ready for pro football in general. My Dayon Henley, I I, want to say him, you know, to give something different. But I I do say with the Chargers, you know, they got a lot of people at that position right now. You know, Kenneth Murray is still there. They did sign, you know, uh, Eric Hendricks. Right. Right. So when I look at those two things, I go, I don't know if I can guarantee he's going to be on the field right away, to your point. Right, I think he's ultimately the guy that replaces Kenneth Murray, and that's why he they drafted him a two year pick instead exactly. of a now pick. Exactly, yeah. maybe right. a, maybe or a nickelbacker this year, dime yeah, exactly, dime something like yeah. that. You know, maybe take some of the Drew Tranquil stuff yeah, away too. Right, yes. so he could be that guy. And of course, Kenneth Murray had injuries, so that he's also an insurance policy that way. Um, but but to go different than you. And just at least Jack Campbell, because I think that is the obvious. So the other one I'm going to throw out there is Dorian Williams from Tulane. I loved him. I did in too. This draft. He's a good player. I wish I would have talked about him more when I did linebackers, because he was a guy that I thought about maybe throwing in my top five, and I kind of just had him on the outside. But they're they're, they're they need linebackers, right? They need it. Plus, plus a pretty gone. damn good one, right? And to me, he's a guy that is ready to go. I could see him. Getting in the starting lineup early on in the year, uh, that would make sense. And Milano's play style is incredible to watch, but he's going to be kamikaze. He's a smaller guy. He's going to be banged up. Right. My Dorian Williams story is when I was at the Combine, walking around, everybody's got the big podiums, and they had him at a table in the corner by himself. Oh, I remember that. I walked over, I'm like, what the hell are you doing over here, man? Like, (laughs) he is such a talented player, and and that was a savvy pick. I think he's, yeah, yeah, he he really is. He is a savvy player. He's got good feel, fights through the trash well. Right, I know. Can do it all. Um, uh, The other one I want to just, like, we didn't get to talk about this, but I thought this was a a really good pick, too. Uh, I didn't get to talk about it on Monday. Trenton Simpson to to Baltimore. I'd love that pick there. They're done with Patrick Queen. This will be the last year. So like Dayon Henley, I think it's a for two years down the road. But with some of the people they got up front and the size, yeah, they want guys that can just they can run sideline to sideline. Here's a gap. Go run through it, make the tackle, and have a little coverage ability. And to me, that's what he's made for. I thought that was a great pick by them. I had him in the top 40, and they got him in the third round. I, I, and I, with the caveat, I was like, this guy was played out of position his last year at Clemson. Right. You don't sit his ass in the middle of the field and let guards and everyone climb to yeah, him. Yeah, right, you sure. you got to let him run. Yeah. you got to let him run freely, and Baltimore should be able to grant yeah, they, they should that freedom. Yep. The next one is, who will be this year's Sauce Gardner? Tough 
tough valley to tough peak to make it to after what Definitely. we saw from Sauce. But Definitely. around one or two cornerback who simply shines as a starter, and man, was this corner class good. I think the clear-cut answer is Devin Witherspoon. Right. So I answered this of who besides Devin sure, Witherspoon. Sure. I get you there. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, you know, Gonzalez to the Patriots is – is like it's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, they pro- they were probably shocked. I'm guessing they were after moving no. back and him still sitting there. Size, athleticism, length, no doubt. Uh, a very patriot demeanor of like never too high, never too low. Right. Gonzalez was my pick for this one just because I thought his talent far outweighed where he he went. Ultimately, yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. It's it's. Uh, I mean, and, and two, we know they they like their island corners and they're going to put some pressure on them right away. Uh, man, it's it is a good class, and I think there's a lot of like good fits. Like even though I didn't love Emmanuel Forbes, I think him and Washington they play a lot of zone. They get a good pass rush, and then yeah, you got a guy in the back end who's, you know, fast, long, playing zones and got unbelievable ball skills. That's that makes trick. sense, even though he's not my favorite there. Same, right? You know, man, Cam Smith and my with Miami, them getting him, I thought that was unbelievable. <sighs> it's a lot to sort through. I thought Cam Smith went way too late. I thought outside the top 50 was just insane. I, I did too. I mean, Cam Smith would have been like next up for me. Yeah. I like Cam Smith actually more than I liked Emmanuel Forbes. Oh, I, it wasn't close so, for me. I mean, yeah, and, but I was I think, about 20 to 25 spots higher. I think what Cam Smith got hurt by is how he was played at South Carolina. That's fair. Where he got the – he had a play – he started the year playing corner, and then I don't know what happened, but then they moved him to slot and put him in the spot where it's just like, wow, we're just going to make him, like, put him in the toughest spot on the field every play? Like, he just him cover zero against the slot receiver every play? Like, no one's going to ever help the guy? And then it led to some, yeah, you know, bad-looking plays for him where I want to go, what do you expect? It's him versus Jalen Hyatt, and there's nobody to help him anywhere on a 100-yard field. Where, what do you guys think is going to happen? They asked him to be J.C. Horn. Exactly. Like, they saw what J.C. Horn did, and J.C. was loud, and I want to trail and all sure. that. And I know Cam Smith has the same demeanor. That's very difficult to do in the college game. It's crazy. I it's, think they it's even made harder crazy. on him than they did yeah, J.C. So Horn too. just because of all the slot stuff he was doing there. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to go with Devin Witherspoon. Yeah, I mean, you have to. Somebody he's, has to on He's just desk. a fucking man. He's awesome. And he's with a bunch of, bunch of crazy people up in Seattle in the secondary and the coaching staff and everywhere up there that it just fits. Yeah, so I'm going uh, Devin Witherspoon. But, man, let me just tell you, I fucking love Deontay Banks, the Wink Martindale, and the Giants, and you know I love DJ Turner. I mean, the Bengals, they're secretly getting, like, the fastest secondary in football here. Starter, starter, starter is what they drafted. Holy crap. I mean, it's, it's impressive. It is impressive. I mean, so I'm going with Devin. He's the man. But my man at the bottom there, DJ Turner, and now with, you know, Cam Taylor, Britt, Mike Hilton, uh, uh, Dax Hill. Yeah. I mean, you just talk about that secondary. That's scary. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good corners in this class, like you said. You see where your business can go. To get there, you may need another 10 trucks. At Century Insurance, we put more than 115 years of industry experience to work to help protect you as you launch a new delivery service or expand into a new region and reach your business goals. Century, right by you. Property and casualty coverages and underwritten and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available in all states. See policy for complete coverage details. Pandora makes it easy for you to find your favorite music. Discover new artists and genres by selecting any song or album, and we'll make you a personalized station for free. Download on the Apple App Store or Google Play and enjoy the soundtrack to your life.
There really was, and that's why we have our next one is who will be this year's Tariq Woolen, a late-round cornerback who really surprises everybody. For this one, I went with a guy that it's a little hard to project his health. It sounds like he's going to be ready for camp. But I went with Garrett Williams to the Cardinals in round three. The ball skills at Syracuse, uh, the movement skills, I understand he's coming back from that torn ACL, but – if Garrett Williams doesn't tear that ACL, he probably goes top fifty in this draft. To be honest with you, uh, probably, or yeah. at least clo- like in that DJ Turner around sixty. He's fucking impressive, and he gets to the theme of the show is he gets to play. Gets to play. He should get uh, to play. I, I I hear you there. I do. I I he was a guy I gave a little love to when we talked about the Cardinals and Monty Austin for it a little on on Monday. I don't know if I did it on the pod or PFT, but yeah, I, I'm with you and uh, Garrett Williams. I really do like him. This is um. I think here, right, there, there's – I loved Keely Ringo to, you know, Philadelphia. I was a fan of him. I liked Jay Ward oh, yeah. uh, to to Minnesota, right? Now, the other one – the one I'm going to go with here, and I don't know exactly how he's going to be used yet. Maybe I'm wrong here, and I'm trying to pull it up here that I get this right. I'm just going to pull it up this way because they have his – position different but is is chris smith on the raiders all right loved that trade up at 170 i do too i mean i loved it and it's it's i i was a little surprised he was still on the board there should not have been I, I i don't know why or what the reasoning was there but and again he's a little bit maybe not for the sake of this like he's not a uh typical corner yeah. i don't know if he's a free safety nickel type of guy exactly. that's who he is there's a lot of guys like that a lot of guys where they're like, like a safety but they do cover a lot in one-on-one right yeah. and i could see him being that tackling aggressive kamikaze nickel type player on most downs who yeah okay now we're in the base defense one of 12 plays the whole game and now he moves to free safety right uh so that was one that i really liked you know I got, I'm guessing the 40-time hurt him, that he ran a 4-6, right? All he, the safeties ran bad. He, I know. Brian Branch You're did right. the same thing. And he doesn't play that slow. No. You know? He plays faster than that. His acceleration is what really jumped out to me, let alone his kamikaze style of play, which I love, and physicality and tackling. So he's the one I'll go there. Uh, I'll go with there, uh, Connor. So we move to the safety class as a whole, the true safeties, and the question is who will be this year's Jaquan Brisker Somebody that is immediately a reliable starting safety, which in this class, a little tougher to find. This was a weaker safety year, especially at the top. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's some ones, though, that I think, you know, again, it's it's like, are they going to be safeties? Are they going to be awesome nickels? Big nickel guys. You know, right? Yeah. Like Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Yeah, yep. he's a safety, but he's also one of the best nickels in football. So I don't know what you want to call him. That right? might be Quan Martin, who went oh, to the Commanders. Well, you fucking know. Yeah, I, like it. I know you do. Yes, yep. all those that's, that defense. Oh, my gosh. I wish somebody would have told me last year. Do you know they have a D tackle that's going to be a top 20 pick next year? Holy crap. They were loaded from front to back. I just can't get over it. I had such a man crush by the end of the draft on the Illinois defense and secondary. Could watch them all day. Uh, it's amazing. I mean, you know, Sidney Brown, Sydney Brown yeah. to Illinois. I mean, uh, you know, to Philadelphia. I mean, he's going to be the Chauncey Gardner replacement. He is. You know, I'm going to go with Jatavius Martin. I am. I love Brian Branch in Detroit. You know, he's a similar guy, nickel type guy, right? Uh, but I love Jatavius Martin in one, his coverage skills, two, 
his just absolute disregard for his body or any contact at all, (laughs) right? And I look at in Washington and to the point of the theme of all of this, it's a spot where I think he can definitely get on the field right away and they're going to go, okay, he's starting. Let's let's move on with life. They looked at secondary and just said, we got to change this unit. Got to. Um, They got much more athletic. I mean, we could say what we want about Forbes, but that's not a problem for him. He flies and he's long and that's why I'm not mad at him. It's not my cup of tea, but that's where I don't get mad. I don't like Joey Porter Jr., but I like him on this. If there was right. one team to go to, that's it's that team and that month. So I get that. So that's where I, I don't hate on some of these things at times. So my pick here was Jordan Battle to the Bengals in round three. Mm. Now, the problem with this is he's going to have to win that job from Nick Scott. Yeah, like right. they're going to start Dax Hill, but Jordan Battle might be able to win a starting safety spot from Nick Scott. And he, man, when you're a safety for that long under Nick Saban, you're probably pretty smart. Like Definitely you are sound, smart. reliable. You've played free, strong, all over the place. That's good where tackler. I think he could really be on the field too. Third safety, big right. dime, big nickel, whatever like that. Where it's like, hey, it's second and nine. We think they're going to throw, but they could still run. They they could still run, and we need a guy down there that's got a little size and tackling and ability. And that's where Jordan Battle, I think, would come in really handy with them. So we close out the defense looking at the defensive rookie of the year odds. And this group, pretty wide open. I mean, there's a lot of value plays. Of course, this, the top starts with Will Anderson for Houston at plus 350. And then after that, Sims, are you surprised Jalen Carter is at plus 800? That is very, very low. Do they well, think he's just not going to play enough? I, that's, what I, that's what I took it as. Like, he might not start. He's going to be part of the rotation. So he won't get those chances to get the sacks and the numbers and all that. So that's where I could see that, certainly. You know, man, Nolan Smith, the other one, you know, you look at it, it's the same thing, though. I just think it's yeah, it's a lot of guys Reddick's there. there so he might not the same get a role. Ton, of, ton of reps right away, right? So I, What about Campbell? I mean, he's going to probably have a million tackles this year, and he's all the way down to plus eighteen hundred. So, I, mm, I, 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 you I, almost miss him on this uh, list. You, you do. I mean, there, there <laughs> it's is, like, why is he down there? He he could definitely rack up the stats. You know, I, again, I think a guy like Dion Banks in in New York, with what he'll be asked to do, I do think we'll put the spotlight on him to where he'll have a chance, maybe to where people will be like, "Hey, man, this Deontay Banks." I mean, they're asking him to play man-to-man every week, and he's doing good to where that could catch on fire, right? But I, I still think, like, when all said and done, I would err here on Jalen Carter, Tyree Wilson, and Devin Witherspoon. Those would be the ones that would make me feel the most comfortable, you know? Yeah. I, I know Will Anderson, again, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little hater on the Will Anderson thing. I understand that. But he's certainly going to have his opportunities coming off the edge in Houston. I think on the flip side, though, to your point, why would you not – focus your attention on blocking Will Anderson. Like, he's not going to a great defense right away. Absolutely. And there's nobody on their D-line that so you would go. We'd have to worry about him. If he has a hot start. You're right. He might be the most marked. That's a great point. By him. He might be the marked man yeah. right off the bat, which actually hurts him. Right, right. Our last couple defensive rookies. Anybody that? there that you like? Anybody? I like the value on Campbell at yeah. plus 1,800. Yeah. That's, my, that's my super, super long shot. Right. But I always do what you do with this, and I did this with Sauce last year. You go with the most talent. The most talent is Devin Witherspoon yeah. to me in that spot. If Jalen Carter is not going to get enough opportunity, Will Anderson is going to have a problem of being the guy already on that defense. Right. Witherspoon's just too good. Yeah. Too, and Seattle's going to be good. Uh, Seattle's going to be good. I agree. And where I could think he could, you know, hey, like you said, stats, highlights, things like that are what get you to He's be rookie. He's loud. Year. 
It matters. Like, people gravitated to Sauce, and Sauce isn't necessarily loud, but he's got flash. He's got flash. He's got flair. He's loud without talking. That's where Sauce has got an amazing ability. Yeah, Yeah, the cheese head moment. Exactly. Of course. Exactly Witherspoon... Getting the playoffs is easier now. Yes, <laughs> as, yes. As he, as he said last week. Yes. <laughs> Incredible quote. <laughs> oh, man. He has not been uh, riding with the Jets that long, clearly. So the last couple of winners here, Sauce Gardner, of course, last year, Micah Parsons the year before that, Chase Young, Nick Bosa, and Shaq Leonard. So right. an award that probably benefits you to be playing in the front seven. Yep. Front seven. Corner, I mean, Marshawn Lattimore and Sauce Gardner in the last couple of years, you could you could have a good corner season and win this award. Definitely. I you know, I, I, I think it's it's everybody notices a good corner now. It was as much throwing as we have, as many great receivers as we have. You don't ask to have the stats at corner. Like I said, if it just starts to get the talk, like it did with Sauce last year. What did Sauce have? Two interceptions last year? Yeah, not much. Yeah, yeah. not much, right? Most, mostly forced incompletions. Exactly. Rather, so there, that's that's all you need. Yeah. And then you just go through games. All of a sudden, you start to go, wait, they played this team, and this guy had no catch. Why was that? Oh, Sauce. And that starts to gain steam that way to where I, I certainly could see that happening. The analysis of the cornerback position has gotten a lot better it has. over the last couple of years. It used to be if, like, if you had eight interceptions, you were the greatest corner in the world. I was... <laughs> I'm going to blank on this name. Oh, damn. He was a UCLA corner. He was with me in Tennessee Titans. He signed a big contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, this is going to drive me I nuts, know. too. We're going to find right. it. Pete, Pete's heard yeah. me say this before. Alteron Werner. Oh, my God. Of right? course. Yes. I believe, Great callback. I believe he will... He ended up getting franchise or big money because of interceptions and whatever else. And again, I, I'm not trying to. Alteron was a, a very good player, but because of the stats, all I'm just trying to say is people thought like, "Oh, he's a shutdown, one of the best corners in football." Where again, I'm on the Tennessee Titan team, and maybe had moved on, and, and and he was still there when all this was happening. But it was going like, see, this is where the disconnect is. Like the stats, everybody's looking at that, going, "Hey, this guy's the best corner in football." And I'm going, "What? Like he was a good zone player, but I mean, it's not Darrell Revis or anything like right. that." And and that's to your a point where player. things have been corrected better, and people evaluate it for what it is more. Yeah, he had five picks and 22 passes defended in 2013 with Tennessee. Uh, never had double-digit passes defended again ever. So it was that. that. It was 2013. It was. was there he, any other year where he had a bunch of interceptions? No, no. It was he, just that year. No, right. Just so that then year. he rolled that year into a big contract yeah. with the Bucks. Second-team All-Pro, Pro Bowl player that year, and that was that. Right. Um. So that's a great callback. And yeah, the analysis of the position has changed. Yeah. All right. The action never stops at BetMGM. Sign up now using bonus code Sims. And your first wager is risk-free up to $1,000. So say you bet $100 on Jalen Carter to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. If you win, you'll make $800. But if you lose, BetMGM is awesome. And they will still give you $100 worth of free bets. Simply download the BetMGM app today or go to BetMGM.com and enter bonus code SIMS to make your first wager risk-free up to $1,000. All right, before we go, Ahmed actually did make an appearance Is on that today's right? spot. That's what I'm, How was that? How did that I'm happen? I'm actually very, very curious. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, that's funny. 
He's on the milk carton. Oh, that is dynamite. Well, that's another thing you got over him. You're just drinking boxed water Bo- over here. Boxed Your water. bougie boxed water yep. over here. <laughs> See, it's these millennials over it's here. It's actually all they had in the cafeteria. Uh, is that right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I would have gladly taken tap. Uh, but I was like, okay, this you got me. Here's a couple dollars for a... You don't need the energy drink like I'm in. That's no, what I know. No, I'm running on, running on some good coffee. A couple sips of coffee and we're ready to roll. Man, this was a good time. Hey, awesome. It is always, always a great awesome time with, ball you. with you, buddy. Absolutely, dude. Thanks You're for having man. me. Hey, come on. Anytime. Uh, I'll see you around. I know that. And you'll be visiting many more times here before we end the season and get on our little uh, summer break before little everything hiatus? starts again. Yeah. Good. July, we take it off for sure. Um, but, hey, you know where to find us. Subscribe, rate, review. Monday, hey, more questions. That's where we're going. More draft analysis. More big picture team evaluating now that we know what the teams actually look like. Right? So that's great. And uh, we'll make fun of Ahmed and his outfit. And let's see if his, he sweats through his suit with his sweaty pits at the Kentucky Derby. If he does, please take a picture, send it into the pod. We'd love that. Let's rag on Ahmed. Uh, but either way, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the Kentucky Derby. And, Connor, you have a good time out there Dude, hobnobbing with all the celebrities, all right? Yeah, I'm a 24-hour okay. guy. Don't I'm stalk Aaron Rodgers while no, you're there. No, no, no. Okay? I'm going to leave him let be. Let him alone. I'm sure he's had enough in Madison Square Garden mind. a couple nights. Yeah, yeah. Let him get his no, mind I need him right. to be ready. <laughs> I need a good season for Aaron Rodgers. I'm, I'm not even going to say hi if I see him. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. All right, everybody. Be good. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll talk to you. Clap it up. You have a vision for your business. Your priority might be to expand facilities or bring in the best talent. At Century Insurance, we listen, learn, and work to understand your business and your plans to help protect your new locations. As your business evolves and your vision comes true, Century, right by you. Property and casualty coverages are underwritten and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available in all states. See policy for complete coverage details.